Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm International Style Boy Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin... Steven. We're doing it again. We we had a false start. It uh, it went for about five minutes, and then your computer restarted. Do, do you want to tell me what happened with your computer? Why did it restart? Um, it's an old computer, Steve. It's uh, it needs to be put out to pasture. Um, if anyone's looking to buy a 2012 iMac, um, I will have one for sale in just a couple weeks. Um, because I bought me a new one. iMac Pro, iMac 5K. iMac 5K Semi-Pro. Did you get that new one that just dropped? Just dropped. Dropped right in my lap. Mm -hmm. Were you able to use that Apple friends and family discount again or no? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You went crawling on your hands and knees back to that former groom of ours and begged him to give you one of his three coats, the second one of his three coats for this year. It's how much he loved me, Steve. It's how much he loved me. <laughs> What'd you I, tell him I about wanted, the first one that you sent back? I told, him, I told him it was defective. He tried to talk me into going with a, uh, a laptop again. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know... Just not, just not a laptop guy like I thought I was. Um, eventually, I told him I'd get one. But for now, I think I need something that's just a workhorse. Uh, plus, we've got a lot of video stuff coming down the pipeline, and I need to have the graphics and processing power that this nearly iMac Pro, what I'm calling the iMac Semi-Pro. I mean, we didn't talk um, about it on the podcast, but Apple released a brand new iMac. It's possibly the last iMac they're putting out before they transition the iMacs over to ARM processors. But it yeah, is like an amazing, <laughs> an amazing iMac, though. Well, the laptops are still on Intel anyway, so it's, why would he try to talk you out, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, I think it was mainly because I have a feeling he couldn't divulge this to me, but I have a feeling we're going to see an announcement in October for a iMac... It is new, new and improved. It's going to look like a giant iPad monitor type thing. I think. I think it's what I'm guessing. With an ARM processor like... inside, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Dustin, we are three years old as a podcast. As of yesterday, that mm. is right. Really, really hitting our stride now. I know. As you can tell, we really have our stuff down with uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's not like this is our second time starting this podcast. It's not like we started it an hour and 15 minutes after we originally had said in the Facebook group we'd probably start it. So, (gasps) woo. Really, we're really on fire tonight. Dustin, my man. The man. What are you drinking? Tell me all about that beer for a second time tonight, baby. 
I should have went and grabbed a second beer while the computer restarted, uh, just to keep you on your toes. Ooh. But I can't slug them down like Stephen Van Elk. I am drinking tonight a Taxman Brewery Special. It is a blood orange gold standard Belgian style blonde ale with fruit. With fruit. And I know. Who would have thunk it? But uh, this little beer is a perfect, perfect beer for those cold, crisp summer nights. You know, when you're like hot, 85 degrees all day, and then that, you know, get that little breeze, it cools down, you can sit out on the porch, Mm -hmm. and you just want to crack open a cold one, even though you're a little chilly already, but it's not fall. We're not pumpkining ourselves up So you would say you're all about the summer nights, you're not about the summer days. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, tell me more, tell me more. Oh, Sandy. I'll tell you all the more, all the more. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like that beer. The uh, the Taxman, the the uh, the Blood Orange Gold Standard is a very very good one. It uh, it it strays away from tasting like cleaner, which so many of the other citrus beers I feel like uh, kind of slough off into. Have you drinking a lot of cleaner in your day, Stephen? Yeah, well, I mean, there's only one way to clean your insides, so. Yeah. Oh, Bleach. for sure. Just, yeah. you know, Mr. Shine Orange Edition. Just go, go, go. Yeah. When I'm done putting the bleach into my veins, uh, I drink it straight down the hatch. This is... Stephen and I are not medical professionals. We cannot condone your drinking regimen, and we will not be responsible for it. Don't drink bleach. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Dustin, thank you so much for asking. It's really great three years oh, in to really that. see how this podcast is really just, you know, thumping along. Evolved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're really on your A game and keeping the conversation rolling. And that's what I love about you. The amazing segues that I'm always getting. And tonight, Dustin, uh, you know, I am drinking a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man, just like me. It is... From Three Floyds, it's an Alpha King. Why am I drinking the Alpha King? Because I thought we were going to record last night, and I opened two zombie dusts and finished off my six-pack. But Alpha King's good, too. Alpha King's good, too, you know? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and it was, you know, really responsible of me to open two zombie dusts last night, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jen and I are watching uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu. So, you know, you need something to get you through those episodes because it is not good. Four Weddings and a Funeral? Four Weddings and a Funeral. They made it into a TV show, a not good TV show. Um, Dustin, we we, we have. What was it before it was a TV show? It was a movie. A celebrated movie from back in the days. People liked it or something. I've been led to believe. Dustin, we have some follow-up trademark John Syracuse this week. Multiple times, the last time we recorded, Dustin, you said the cards in the Sony A7S III should just be called SD Express because they're basically SD cards. Yeah, you did. (laughs) 
I had to edit it. I had to go back and listen to it a second time, and then a third time, and then a fourth. I don't know. I didn't do it. I didn't listen SD that many times. Express. That doesn't sound like something. Like it, SD it sounds. Pro. It sounds exactly like something you would say. And <laughs> while I said you were wrong in the podcast because you were, I didn't realize how wrong you were, Dustin. So basically, shortly after the CF Express Type B card was introduced to the world, the the CF Express Type oh. B card that we so know and CF love. CF Express. So then I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense. They would call them SD Express. Yeah, CF okay. Express like Type B card, which is in the, uh, the Canon R5, you know? Uh, shortly after that was introduced to the world, SD, like the SD people, whoever's in charge of like the SD uh, stuff, they released Which their is own different card. Than the STD people. Yes, uh, <laughs> they are really mucking about. They're not getting their job done over at the SD. They're not releasing Express. new things. They're trying they're to just, clean up the old things. But yeah, they're just like recycling the old things just over and over again throughout all the ages and all time. You just keep thinking like we'll get past it and we never do. Much like how I can't get past you calling the CF Express type A cards SD Express because SD Express already exists. Mm. Because like a, yeah, yeah. In, in response to CF Express coming out, the SD card conglomeration was like, we're gonna put out SD Express and it's basically like CF Express, just not as good. So basically a CF Express type B card, if you were to like take all of its stats and like cut them in half as far as like read write speed and everything, that would be your SD Express card. Now where you are kind of right, the SD Express card <laughs> and the CF Express type A card, the read write speeds are the same. So I guess you kind of win. I don't know. <laughs> But they're two completely different cards, even though you kept saying over and over again on the podcast that it should just be called an SD Express. That's just me. No, that's just me being pedantic. So for the record, what is the new type of card that the Sony takes? CF Express Type A. So there's three types of CF Express. There's type A, type B, and type C, and they do get bigger with each one, and they do get faster with each one. The type A is the slowest one, and it is as slow as an SD Express card, but it is different than an SD Express card. So a type A CF card would be like what we used to use in our DSLRs? No, it's faster than that. A type A is faster than what we used to use? The a CF Express Type A card is... Oh, it's just CF Express Type A. Got yeah. It. I yeah, thought it, it went like super CF... super fast, bud. CF Express. CF Super Size Me. CF Super Size Me. So, uh, it's so, a thousand... So, you're buying a couple of these? Yeah. No, oh my gosh, they're so expensive. This is why I want to get an R6 and not an R5. Um, but the, the big difference between SD Express and CF Express Type B is it's two gigabits per second performance-wise for the Type B, CF Express Type B, and only one gigabit mm -hmm. per second for the uh, SD Express. So, just super fast. You can write a whole... Or Did I say gigabit? I meant gigabyte. I know, it's so weird. Let, let's get away from this. This is boring. Uh, Nikon Super is stepping boring. into the DSLR slash mirrorless as a webcam game. Uh, that's another thing that's that's happened since the last time we talked. Um, following in the footsteps of great companies like Sony and Canon and Fujifilm? 
Actually, Sony's the one I'm not certain of. Does Sony have a thing where you can just use one of their cameras as a webcam? Because Canon and Fujifilm do. Anyways, Nikon followed suit, and they've now put out free software that turns your camera into a webcam. So all those uh, Nikon users out there can uh, get it get it done. Trying to trying to get into the YouTuber vlogger. I mean that's uh, that's that's where we're at. So many people are still working from home, and you know they want better better cameras. They want to look good in their meetings. So all these camera companies are stepping in. Stephen and I are still rocking our Apple webcams. You know, baby. Uh, listener Gowring Bat wrote in the Kodak deal was put on hold. There go my stocks. Yeah. So apparently it's put on hold over allegations of wrongdoing. Yeah. So basically like the day before it was announced that the deal was going to happen, there was, uh, they suspect mm-hmm. a bunch of insider trading going on because the stock level was traded like a ton, like the day before at rates that had never been traded at before. And, um, yeah. And I yeah, was all over that. Yeah, the 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 price of the stock went up like uh, I think it went up like two x in the course of one day right before this thing was announced. So, so good. Yeah, I was about to buy an island. <laughs> I was about to buy an island. Yeah, my trader was like, I have to put down something for why we're buying so much stock, and I'm like, put that Stephen and I saw their AI stuff at imaging, and I think it's going to take off soon. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about pharmaceutical stuff happening. Wink. Wink. <laughs> let's move into our topics, Dustin. Let's move out of follow into topics. This first thing I found in a random Facebook group. Somebody shared this and it just says, Welp, what would you do if someone asked for your wedding rates for later in December, asked you to film a dinner slash party because they graduated and are moving back, and then you agree upon a rate for a family dinner slash party, and then they have a surprise wedding at that party slash dinner for the rate of a party slash dinner. Yes, this happened to me last night, and I am at a loss for words. I am obviously going to send an email asking why the heck they didn't tell me they were getting married, because I wasn't prepared for that and we agreed on a family dinner slash party but I'm curious how y'all would approach that forgive me if I sound rude I am just extremely frustrated didn't we talk about something similar to this where it was like an engagement session and then the engagement session turned into like an elopement yeah I don't know bud um Jen had an elopement, supposed to be four hours, small wedding, and uh, then there were a hundred people there, and they did like a full ceremony reception, so. Some people have different ideas of what the word elopement means, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think people are just, they want to get married, and uh, they're thinking they can pare down their guest list. And then they find out, oh, like our city's regulations or limits right now are actually 100 people instead of 25 for weddings or whatever. And they just bump that guest list right back up because they want that big party, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't you not? I don't I don't know. The, uh, the elopement I covered two weeks ago only had 25 guests total. It's great. Only there for two hours. Wonderful. They scheduled the whole thing. So it happened at around sunset. Scheduled like 45 minutes of portrait time with me. Oh man, it's beautiful. I, I could do like five of those every every week. It'd be wonderful. So are you gonna start pushing elopements? 
Uh, no, because people want to do those on Saturdays and <laughs> Lomans don't don't do as well as weddings for my pocketbook. But, uh, you know, if, if people wanted to get into the elopements on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd push the hell out of that. As long as they're all so, at sunset. So you need to start a company called Monday through Thursday elopements.com. <laughs> I sound too cheesy. A little bit. Yeah. A little okay, bit. Okay. I got it. I got it. Luxury. Monday through Thursday, elopements.com. It's a little bit wordy, but I think it, it provokes a certain feeling. Yeah. Uh, neo-modern luxury heritage elopements. <laughs> I still can't get... Um, sorry, I digress. We'll talk about that later. Um, oh, so we, we can talk you, about it now. Let's get into it, buddy. Just I think we both listen. know this is a cluster cuss of a situation, and uh, obviously... You got screwed over. Um, go ahead and just send them an email and say, I'm not sending you any of the photos until you pay me the amount of money that um, a wedding would cost because you inquired about that originally and then switched to a family dinner party, but then had a wedding anyway. So peace out. I homies. think this person is in a very good situation because they hold all the power here. Because they shot it, and now the, all I would deliver are photos resembling a family <laughs> slash dinner party, and and they're like, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Um, I thought we had you for the entire event, did we not?" And I'm like, "Oh, are you are you inferring the 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 nuptial aspect of the family dinner slash party?" Mm-hmm. And we've lost Dustin, but I'll see if I can get him back. And we're back. You wanted to talk about heritage videos. Oh, just I think both mm-hmm. you and I were um, just floored and amazed by longtime uh, listener, um, lover, mm. um, one of my longtime lovers, yeah, of the show, Josh Withers, mm-hmm. um, the man who himself ate an entire koala bear, but. Um, Josh Withers shared a video within our Facebook group this morning uh, offering a master class. Somebody was offering a master class in wedding photography. Jamie Schneider. And it was a video that I myself would have loved to have made because it was so true. Because every time I sit down to make some sort of a educational content, that's how I feel. I feel like what he was describing just then (laughs) which steve would you like to explain the video no no you brought this up and then said a bunch of vague stuff that had nothing to do with it i feel like the onus of describing this video is on you now (laughs) okay if i must uh you must i'm sure as photographers you're getting all of the facebook ads for masterclass videos because they're like, oh, you're staying at home. You should be able to take a class by Gordon Ramsay on cooking lamb chops. Um, So this is like a a spoof or um, satire video of a photographer offering a masterclass on wedding photography, but he describes wedding photography as being um, incredibly difficult and, and he goes on and talks about just, it's just very funny. We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, 
but he the best part is he keeps changing out his hat um throughout the video because that's like the hip trend trendy thing to do wide brim hats specifically yeah and i think i found it extra funny because i did an engagement session last night and the bride brought a wide brimmed hat to the engagement session Mm -hmm. and the first thing her fiance said to her was i have never in my entire life of being with you seen you wear a hat and she said well this is like what they wear for like engagement sessions and i said to her like eye to eye i said if you aren't someone who wears a hat, I don't think it makes sense for you to wear a hat for your engagement session pictures. Wow. She's like, wow. Just like, be you. Don't feel like you have to be like this image of Instagram and Pinterest. <laughs> just be you. See, I thought the way that was going to go is the fiance was going to be like, oh, I thought my, thought my significant other was here, but apparently it's just me and two photographers now. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just an influencer, not a photographer. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, Dustin. Kenzie, mm-hmm. Kenzie says that she is guilty of only wearing hats when it comes to branding photos of herself for her business. Yeah. yeah. Dustin only wears hats that have like his Steve. brand just on like them that specifically say Dustin and Corinne across the front. <laughs> Gotta be able to write it off on my taxes, man. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Dustin, um, let's uh let's let's talk about this great thing I read on F Stoppers the other day. Oh, yeah? You read? I read. I read. I know it's crazy, but um <laughs> this this article on F Stoppers and F Stoppers has been really impressing me with the amount of like grumpy old man stuff they're allowing uh, their their reporters to write. So- and, uh, is that why they've been picking up so many of your blog posts? Uh, yeah, and uh, they 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 shared this 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 article called "The Best Thing for the Camera Industry Is for Nikon to Exit." Really? <laughs> yes. Hey, they can do that now. I'm not in that camp. My sponsorship deal expired, and I walked away. <laughs> Yeah, so um, he kind of just points out like the the rise and fall of the DSLRs and um, how that has affected Nikon and their sales and um, questions whether or not the camera market is sustainable for them at all. <laughs> it kind of advises that maybe Nikon should just get out, and it just cracks me up because he like references Olympus's recent announcement about selling their company. It's like, but Olympus, the camera company, still exists, and they're still putting out new cameras because they sold the company. They didn't just shut it down. <laughs> they didn't exit the market. It's like it's like. Does he want to see Texas Instruments buy Nikon and just turn them into calculators? Oh, that- dude, that'd be so good. I mean. <laughs> Take two companies that both have inscrutable menu systems and just mash them together. Maybe they could get Sony in there too. I mean, the naming conventions for like Canon is pretty similar. It's like uh, the TI-83. Uh, is that a camera, sir? Or is that your uh, camera? <laughs> TI-83. Is a oh, Rebel? T- still not sure. Could go either way there. 
I mean, this could be the rebel calculator. When we think about know. it that way, my decision to go with Canon makes a lot of sense as I was voted most likely to carry a graphing calculator with them at all times as uh, my senior year of high school. So mm. I was also voted most but likely was, to wear a pocket protector. That was just because you were obsessed with showing people that you could do boobs upside down on the calculator. But I mean, you don't need a graphing calculator to do that. Graphing calculator? Brew. <laughs> I was playing drug wars and pimp wars. <laughs> Drug wars and pimp wars. Oh yeah, there were oh, there wait, were you games. Went to a public school. There were games that you could uh, download off the internet and then put onto your graphing calculator, and then you could play games where you would buy and sell drugs. And um, that is what I did when I was supposed to be doing math. Wow, Steve. Or as they call it in UCK, maths. I'm just so disappointed in you right now you should be that's why you know when i got to college i was like do i have to take maths and they were like no and i didn't <laughs> and look that's where i, I am now in a failing industry feel like me uh it's only failing if you're in a big city if you're in a city like me with that doesn't believe in covid you're totally fine <laughs> Uh, well, I live in Noblesville, which is a small town outside a big city, so I get the worst of both worlds, which is a failing industry, yes. and also people who don't wear masks and don't social distance. Oh, so the New York yeah. Times ran an article this last week, or uh, two weeks ago now. It's been a while since we talked, and uh, it was called some... They, they were talking in the article about how some wedding vendors are facing fallout after speaking up on social issues. Social The social issues this. that they were specifically referencing were um, people who speak out about equality, whether that be for the LGBTQ community or for um, mm -hmm. people of different races. Um, and... They have seen backlash as a result of this. Yeah. Also, people have said negative things about a certain dictator who might be, um, I mean, president, who they don't like. Yeah, so. Uh, Castro's, I'm pretty sure Castro's dead, Steve. We <laughs> don't have to censor Yeah, anything. yeah, no. Hey, uh, bud, you're, you're, uh, you made roof. like a weird sound. Were you playing with your mic cord? And now I can barely hear you. I moved, I moved my mic cord. Yeah. Better? Worse? That's better. Thanks. So, um, Dustin, did you have a chance to look this one over? I know it's in the New York Times, so if you don't have a subscription, you might not... Um, might not be able to read I like it. Like how he throws that in there. Like if you aren't sophisticated enough to have a subscription to the NY Times. Oh, I, 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 I want to be clear. I don't have a subscription. This counts as one of my ten oh. articles a year or whatever. But it was worth it. Uh, yeah. But basically, like the 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 people they were interviewing um, were talking about how. Uh, they were getting messages saying like, if you support Black Lives Matter then you're probably not a good fit for us as a wedding photographer or DJ or whatever, um, which is something mm -hmm. we've been seeing a lot of throughout the U.S., I feel like, in Facebook groups and stuff like that. Uh, even in our own Facebook group, we had people sharing stories like that. Um, so it is, it is a crazy situation to be in right now, I feel like. Um, I feel like a lot of... I 
feel like I feel like it's tough out there. It's tough enough without people taking shots at your business because of your political stances. And mm-hmm. man, if this just doesn't make it tougher. Yeah, I watched a couple of local people's business really get hammered hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I decided to refrain from political activism this year um, until I can't hold back anymore, I guess that is. And that was, what, two hours ago? or? <laughs> oh, I just, yep. I think we're all at a stage in 2020 where we can't afford to lose any more weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just to highlight one person from the article, uh, the photographer that was mentioned is Shakira Rochelle. And she was taking photographs of Black Lives Matter protesters in Cincinnati, which is her hometown. So that's kind of close to us, close to home. Mm-hmm. And then she was told, if you support Black Lives Matter we don't want you shooting our wedding so guys uh, it i'm just gonna say people who say that to you can can we say that can we cuss on this live show uh nobody deserves to be put in this situation and the the, the idea that you're supporting equality and people are coming at you and saying like we don't we don't want people to not be killed them yeah them so hard yeah sorry i i'm not just i don't have much tolerance for uh for people who don't believe everybody deserved to be treated equally so so sigma though sigma released an 85 millimeter <laughs> f 1.4 art lens for mirrorless Good cameras transition. yeah Good <laughs> speaking speaking of black lenses uh sigma released an 85 fuck? millimeter 1.4 art that's a lot of 1.4, Steve. Mm-hmm. That is a big aperture. You, you going to get this uh, Sigma? Then make it for Sony, right? Uh, uh, I already have an 85 millimeter. From the Sony uh, one? For Sony? Yeah. The Sony one? I've got the Sony, the Sony Pony. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. I now officially have every focal length one would need. Mm-hmm. 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 I, f- I finally ponied up and bought the 35 1.8. And so I'm I'm set, man. Okay. Actually, I think I've discovered off topic here. Just this is pulling, opening up the book of Dustin here. Dustin books. Um, if I could shoot a wedding with only three lenses, besides like having a macro for like detail shots. Now you're cheating. I've now dis- you're cheating. You only get three lenses. Yep. Besides the macro for the no, 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 no. That's one of your three. That's one of your three. Now you're down. You only have two left. Nope. You only have two left. What are they? 135. 135. Yep, that covers me for like my, you know, needing to get tight in the ceremony, covers me for that beautiful portrait bokeh, covers me for just looking like a badass with a big lens, but not that big where my arm's like dead. Second lens. Just big enough that like your arm is like all muscle on the day, just like throbbing yeah, veins. Right. You're like. I just have this lens that I'm not sure what it is, but it's big. Is it a boombox? Um, because the way you're holding your arm kind of looked like a boombox. Yeah. Boombox can change the world. That's what I do. Um, and then my second choice would be the 35. So I have 100 millimeters that's just lost in the middle. But it's a 35 and a 135, and that's what I, I rocked. Uh, the wedding I did a few weeks ago where Corinne wasn't with me, and I shot... 
um, with a second shooter. Taylor Ford, longtime listener of the show, uh, was my second shooter. Can't tell you how she did because I haven't even looked at the photos yet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But Taylor, don't worry. If you did a terrible job with the photos, we will put you on blast on our next episode that we record. The blastiest of blast. So I hope you did a really good job, Taylor. And if not, I hope you can Photoshop those bad photos and then hack into Dustin's computer and replace the TNGs with TIFF files? I don't, I don't know. Any Does any of that make sense? Does it work? Oh, oh, TIFFs to DNGs to PSDs, back to PDF, export to PNG for transparency's sake, <laughs> and then back into JPEG. Mm-hmm. That's my workflow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how the best of them do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like to skip the CR2s from Canon's RAW altogether. Yeah. I just shoot straight to PNG if I could, just so I could have the transparency factor. <laughs> just just got to get that transparency. It makes double exposures a lot easier in post, right? When you're faking them. 100%. 100%. And then when I give them the slides and they can see through them, bingo. Oh, man. The other week at the elopement that I shot that was only like two hours long, I found myself doing something I've never, never in my life considered doing before. Prisming. No, I've done that. Uh, I shot almost the entire wedding (laughs) with a 24 to Uh 70 on one body and a 70 to 200 on the other. (laughs) What have you become, Steven? You're a sellout. I became that guy who was like, oh my gosh, there's like, I I started out on a 50 and a 35, like I normally start out. And then like the ceremony came around and I was like, there's so much stuff I need to capture and it's only me here. Like I didn't have a second shooter. It's just me. And like the ceremony mm-hmm. was going to be just 15 minutes long or something. And I was like, if I'm going to be able to get like everything I need, wide variety of like shots and angles and everything, I, I got to just rock, rock out as fast as I can. Um, Cause I only have 15 minutes rock out with yeah. your zoom out. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, I just stayed on the 24 to 70 and the 70 to 200 for the entire ceremony, which is something I have never done before. I'm usually on like a 35 or a 50 and then a 70 to 200, but uh, You're, that's like 2012 Dustin. That's like what I rocked back then. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Um, and before I discovered a 50. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was the reverse of most people. Most people shoot on like the 50 and then they finally can afford a 24 to 70, mm-hmm. 70 to 200. And then they're like, why would I shoot on a 50 when I can have all the focal lengths? Yeah. Um, whereas I, I was like, why not get all the focal lengths to begin with? Mm-hmm. And so I shot 24 to side 14 to 24, 24 to 70, 70, 200. And, um, and I was like, well, let's see what all the hype is about these prime lenses. Oh, prime lenses are good. Ooh, I just, so sharp. I just knew I wasn't going, if I was going to try to start switching out lenses and I was shooting alone, I would end up missing something important. But then I was just like, it, it, we got done with, with the ceremony and we went on to portraits and I was like, well, I'll put a 50 on for this in place of the 70 to 200. And then the other camera body, I just left with that 24 to 70 and I shot a bunch of stuff with it later. I will <sighs> say that has been one of the best parts of shooting Sony is the Zeiss 50 mm-hmm. that I have is it is like insane sharp. Like it is just so sharp. So any opportunity I have to shoot family portraits with the 50, I'm like all over that. I'm Crin's like, why are you backing up so far? Just use a wide angle. And I'm like, no, babe, 
I gotta use this fifty. Why don't you? Why don't, why don't you get uh, that Zeiss thirty five, buddy? Because the Zeiss thirty five is about a thousand dollars more. Sounds worth it. I mean, if it's all sharp, baby, and you you can save but yourself my, a few steps one... every wedding. You know, who wants to get physically fit when you could be lazy? Think about it. Uh, so I used my thirty five for family portraits last weekend at the wedding, and um, still sharp, still great. Um, <laughs> It's something about the color with the sharpness, though, with the Zeiss 50 mm-hmm. that um, I, I just, it's one of those like unexplainable. I just, no client's going to be able to tell the difference. Similar to like Corinne shot a wedding two weeks ago um, and she used the 24 to 70 all day long because that's like her, that's what she does. She's uh, 2012 Dustin and she shoots, she, she loves the versatility. She loves not having to switch lenses. Um, and I looked at the pictures and I'm like, I mean, 2.8 looks great. But when you think about it though, I mean, I mean, when you do switch a lens, it like gives you an excuse for like why you missed something throughout the day. And then like the bride and the groom <laughs> oh, later, like, I missed oh, all the toast. I was switching lenses. Yeah. And, and like you then have like a ready baked in excuse that'd be acceptable by a court of law <laughs> for why you missed things. So when you think like, about it, like me, you should really Mr. be on Benel. them primes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Van Elk, I, uh, the couple would like to know why you missed the entire first dance. Oh, sorry, officer. I was uh, switching between the 24 and the 50. And in my haste mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that five-minute lens exchange, um, because I've cleaned my body and all of my lenses in between. Full. I, I took a full shower uh, is part of my <laughs> lens-changing regiment. Uh and I pooped in the shower. I just smashed it down the drain. <laughs> How disgusting is that visual? It's like it's like it's like Sierra Leone. Oh, you're killing me. Speaking of things that are killing me, how about all of the spam on Instagram recently? Have you been getting that? It started out with this uh, uh this hack that was um it, it, I kept seeing it. I would get messages from other photographers and from people that would say I didn't expect this to take me so long. I included oh. several of your photos and then there'd yeah, be a link. I got a few of those. And you knew it was a hack. And I swear like 25 different photographers sent that exact DM to me. And every time I would just send them back something and be like, Hey, uh, I think your account might've been hacked. And every single one of them would be like, I don't even know how it happened. I didn't click on the link or enter my password. And I would just roll my eyes and be like, whatever. <laughs> I typically would just, I didn't click on the link. I would just write back and just say something like, uh, my wife says it's plenty long, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't expect this to take me so long. My wife says it's plenty long. Um, are you, do you feel like, do you feel attacked when you hear the word long? Is that what's going on there? Or like, why is that your response to what was said? Uh, the, the next thing that I've been having happening to me, I don't know if you've been getting this. I am getting 15 to 20 messages a day from accounts with zero followers. Zero they've followers. Gotta start somewhere, Steve. They've got to start somewhere. Fifteen to twenty messages a day. It is ridiculous, and it just started like this last week. Where I will go to bed and I'll wake up in the morning and I, I will just have fifteen new messages. Like and and because I'm like a because I have a business account, it like 
doesn't send those messages straight to my inbox. They like go to like a filtered like request Lindo, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's just it's just annoying because I get I get a notification from Instagram for every single one. And then because my Instagram mm-hmm. is connected to a Facebook page, I get a notification from the Facebook page. And I tried turning off the notifications for the Facebook page app because they were annoying. But then I started missing notifications for legitimate messages that I was getting through the Facebook app. Mm. Oh, oh, and then, and then, and then I get a notification in like the normal Facebook for my personal self, not the Facebook page app, but like my normal Facebook app. I get another message from there that says, hey, your business account has a message. So I'm now getting three messages for every spammy message that gets sent to me or three notifications. Sorry. And it is killing me it is killing me that instagram is so bad at this i cannot wait until the u.s government or the european union breaks facebook instagram and whatsapp up and just destroys that monopoly while they're at it they can take out amazon apple and google as well let's get this done i am sick hold on i am sick of these companies not doing shit because they have a monopoly on whatever their segment is of the industry and what the hell why am i getting 20 spam messages a day it's because instagram doesn't have any competitors which would make them actually have to develop something to filter out spam so instead they just let all that spam roll right through because what are you going to do as a photographer or just as somebody who wants to be social or wants to have a presence online where are you going to go are you going to go to twitter because guess what twitter has like 150 million people on it instagram has like 1.5 billion people on it like (sighs) it's so frustrating are you done? Yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm done with that rant. Let's get it's to a new thing that's upsetting me. Talk about a sponsor of our show, Instagram. <laughs> um, Instagram <laughs> is the family friendly place to find Insta friends. So I wanted Instagram. to share this with you, Dustin, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica? 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 From a random Facebook group. In Indianapolis, says indie photographers Ooh. for Marion County events. One thousand dollar fines are being applied to venues who are found in violation of the mask mandates during events, and how they will be investigating the violations. This means they will be coming for our photographs. I've been involved in plenty of these situations against venues in the past. And your photos become the fastest proof for them to get the evidence. Be aware. I'm actually photographing a variety of weddings and events right now, but nothing, all caps, is going on social media for this, all caps, reason. The clients and venues prefer to stay out of the media and away from any negative feedback, as do I, because I knew this was coming. And I've been through it before as the fastest way to provide evidence in quotation marks. My advice, keep your photos off, all caps, of social media for now to avoid the venues you are working at from being fined. Because we all know that they cannot physically control what each guest does and doesn't do with their mask at events. They can only try their best. Right. How do you feel about this, Dustin? 
Uh, this is what I like to refer to as the thousand dollar mask I would just like to say this person, Jessica, says at one point in time, um, the clients and venues prefer to stay out of the media and away from any negative feedback. I prefer not to get sick with COVID-19. I prefer not to die. So do I care if the police come to me and ask me if they can look at my photographs as evidence? No, because I would comply with any court of law that asked for my photographs as evidence of a crime that was committed that put my health at risk. What is wrong with people? Why are they? Why? So many people responded to this and were like backing this person up and like, yeah, I can't do that. People are dying. People our age are dying of this disease. Take this seriously. If if you're seeing people not wearing masks, maybe maybe you should alert the venue. Maybe the venue should tell the people to get the hell out if they're not going to wear a mask. Like this blows my mind that people are more worried about a venue not possibly getting a fine or uh, one of their clients not having like a negative press or whatever. It's like these, these people don't don't care about your safety. They don't want you to stay alive. It's a murder-themed wedding. Oh my it's a gosh! Year, Steve. Oh my gosh! It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just so frustrating. I'm so angry about this because. Are you, man? People are dying. People are fucking dying. And you're concerned about a venue being fined or not because of your photographs. That might reflect poorly on me if I have to give my photographs over to a court of law. No, that doesn't reflect poorly on you. You're complying with with the justice system to try to help all of us stay healthy. <sighs> I don't. I just. I can't. Take a drink. I just Steve, take can't. A drink. I need more drinks. Should I grab the Yellowstone? Should I grab the Yellowstone? I feel like I should grab the so, Yellowstone. So what Steven's trying to get at is that is why all of us photographers are banding together when we shoot Indianapolis weddings and we are shooting film. So that way, when they ask, we can just hand over our film and watch their faces when they're like, "What do I do with that?" And then you say. Guess you shouldn't have tanked that Codex doc, mother. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got, a, I got, a, I got a great idea. If, if, if you're concerned about venues, mm-hmm. this person's concerned about venues being fined a thousand dollars. What I see here is a real possibility for photographers to start making some more money. If that venue doesn't want those photos online, so they don't get a thousand dollar fine. Maybe they cut me a five hundred dollar check. Maybe they cut me a $500 check, you know? I like These it. These venues are coming hey, after me it. saying, uh, I need your photos. Give me your photos so that I can, you know, share them for free and put them on my website for free. Um, you know, maybe maybe this is the big time for photographers to start start making their comeback in this world, you know? Babies. 
So just to be clear, Stephen, I'm blackmailing venues. I'm 100 percent okay. <laughs> this isn't a joke. We, we make jokes sometimes, but this is serious. <laughs> wink, wink, wink yeah, Dustin, okay. wink. Uh huh. This is how you make um, those quick bucks. You know, you're not in it for the long term because, yeah, after they pay you five hundred dollars not to put it on social media, you won't put it on social media. You just send it straight to the police, and they still get a thousand dollar fine. You're running these venues out of business now with all that money you've made by charging these venues five hundred bucks a pop and then watching them get fined a thousand dollars. You're buying your own venue. When <laughs> COVID is over, you're opening up your own venue. You don't have any competition anymore because you ran them all. Venue so are you just shooting like five weddings a week <laughs> that's the goal man that? that's the goal I'm, I'm working with a cabal of other <laughs> a cabal wow. of other photographers yeah ten dollar oh, word right man. there can we uh can we head over to the drone zone real quick before we do some q a <gasps> so without further ado let's cross over into the drone zone I crashed my drone today, but yeah, go ahead. Oh my gosh. We have even more reason to head over to the drone zone then. Uh, Dustin, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I saw something on F-Stoppers that caught my eye, started reading it, didn't realize it was written by my friend uh, Mark Dunsmere. He's uh, he's the guy who wrote on F-Stoppers about Jen and I for the iPhone thing and me for the mask thing already. Um, super nice guy. If you guys have a chance, go uh, look up Mark Dunsmere on Instagram or Let Us Go Photo. But he wrote a whole thing about the ethics of droning around wildlife. Um, and Mark just shared a bunch of information that I did not know. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of kind of knew already that droning around animals wasn't the greatest thing in the world. But um, he shared a video in the thing, and it's an eagle attack of a drone. And what Mark points out, which nobody else... I had seen pointed out because the video kind of went viral was um, if you look, you can actually see that the eagle hits the ground pretty hard and um, like does a face plant when it hits the ground because, you know, it attacked a drone and the drone has spinning propellers and stuff. And uh, it, it is something that could really hurt an eagle. And he just kind of talks about how when you are out droning, you have to be very um, careful to look out for birds of prey, especially raptors um, and just any birds of any nesting ground, because if they see a drone flying, it could scare them and it could cause them to, you know, go after the drone to defend their territory, especially if it's a nesting ground. So Dustin, uh, another thing he brought up was that uh, flying over bears has been known to raise their heart rates from, what is it? It was like 60 beats per minute to like, or no, this uh, I lost where it was in the article, but it's been known to raise their, the bear's heart rates astronomically because um, they become paranoid, apparently, when drones fly over them. Um, and so some of the, the things that he talks about that you could do to minimize the risk of disturbance and accidents would be to use small and low noise drones. Use drones that don't resemble the shape or silhouette of a predator 
and to keep your flights as short as possible. Um, and I will link to the article because I think it has a lot of really good information about droning and animals and wildlife. And uh, Mark does like wildlife photography with Let Us Go Photo, his wife and his company. And like really, mm-hmm. they do a lot of like really awesome stuff. So like he's he's not just like some random photographer who just wrote in about this. Like this is part of how he makes his living every single year. But, um, Dustin, you, uh, you said you wrecked your drone. Was it an eagle that attacked it? And then you downed that eagle and then you swatched it flop around on the ground while you picked up your drone and walked away or. And then I I bit, I bit the eagle's head off. This is my America. Yeah. I threw it on the ground. No, I was, um, getting some shots of a tennis court, uh, and I was trying to do like, I was doing video. I was doing like this cool maneuver where I was like bird's eye view, panning back through the tennis court. Mm-hmm. And um, the tennis court had some very large um, like pylon like lighting to light the tennis court at night that I underestimated how tall they were. And I clipped, clipped one of the pylons. You clipped a pylon. Yeah. luckily what was weird is so if you've ever flown a drone uh which i recommend drone to flying a drone i i don't know why you would um, recommend flying a drone i mean steve was i I get a lot of joy from owning a drone and never flying a drone i mean that's just kind of a me thing paperweight for steven um but it's uh that moment where you almost run into a tree or like clip something you like it's like almost like sideswiping a car on the highway it's like that kind of thing yeah you're like oh adrenaline rush kind of thing and um and then if you've ever crashed a drone that's one of the most gut-wrenching feelings as you sit on your screen and watch it plummet to the earth um and then if it does what it's supposed to do which is pop out the battery and and um, slowly die. Wait, it but, pops out the battery while it's falling? At like what height yeah, does that, it pop the battery? It seems like it would just straight fall as soon as the battery popped. Yeah. That's the point. It's to lessen the, the weight of the drone as it falls so it's less impactful. <laughs> but there's still just a battery falling as well in this scenario you've cooked up. There's just a random battery that falls out of the sky and hits somebody's head and then also a drone falls and maybe hits somebody else's head. Well, you should never you should never fly over people, Stephen. <laughs> no, no. Never, ever. But um, so I clip this this pylon, this light pole, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this that's it, game over. Buying a new drone tonight. That's what's happening. Um, and then all of a sudden, I like I'm like, okay, where did I land? I've got to go find this thing. And I'm like, I don't recognize. Like, where am I? It was sitting on top of the pylon. <laughs> and so. I, I was able to take back off. I was able to take back off and I was fine. My propellers were good. Everything was good. Um, but I was like, where, where am I looking at here on my screen? Cause the gimbal got a little bit discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another in one of impact. your $5 words, as you like to say to me so often, discombobulated. discombobulated. <laughs> um, 
and it was fine. I still use it. I did break the uh, the landing leg. is a little bit loosey goosey now, um, so I need to super glue that. But <laughs> I like this idea of this Frankenstein monster of a drone up in the air that you're flying around. That's been like glued and taped back together after all of your many many accidents. <sighs> I've only this one's only had my maybe like three mishaps this mm-hmm, being the third mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's come out i mean the mavic series is a monster like i've come out my gimbal has to be calibrated every now and then in its old age but it um it is taken a beating and kept on going i put that thing in a tree twice and it's been fine both times i love it i love that it's been fine whereas like the phantom that thing is a lot more weight to it. So it hits something and it goes down hard. Okay. I think that's all for the drone zone here today. Now that we know the Phantom likes it hard, um, let's move on over to Q&A. Likes it hard and fast. Yeah. Just like Q&A Dustin. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Mike Harding on our very own Facebook page says, is anyone purchasing photography education products slash services during the pandemic? Trying to determine how the photo education market is handling this issue. So (laughs) I, I actually added this to our show notes before Josh Withers posted the video making fun of photo education mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. Mark wrote in the other day about that. What do you, what do you got to say, yeah. Dustin? What do you think? I thought you and I should start a podcast uh, called the Wedding Photo Hangar. Oh, shit. We did that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. <laughs> I, I would love, honestly... I know this is a bit hypocritical being that I love that video so much. Um, I would love to make some educational content, um, but as I think anyone who's any good at what they do, you're typically really, really busy doing what you do. And so I've had zero time to make anything and I'm having a baby any day. Any day? That's that's how soon it's going to happen? Is it any day? Oh. Any day, baby. So this did crack me up because um, so this happened where somebody asked us a question about this. And then that video was posted. And uh, unbeknownst t- to you, Dustin, or to anyone else, I lost my mind the other day because I saw, I won't name the company that it was, but I saw like the one billionth ad from them in my Facebook feed. And Masterclass Creative Live, because that's like the two people I see. I already said I'm not going to say. And it was just, it just it. said, it, 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 you know how it like cuts off your ads at like the first 45 characters, you know? And like, I've just seen this person's ads so many times and they're, they're so, so bad at like trying to hook you in. And so the person's ad just started out with the math of how we've helped wedding photographers SC ellipses because that's where it got cut off. No, no idea what happens after that. And I lost my mind and I did something I'm ashamed to say I did. 
a little bit toxic. I'm not going to lie. And I just uh, left a real quick comment and I wrote, um, I just wrote, Brew, you might want to rework this ad. All I'm seeing is math and no one wants to see that. <laughs> and a comment underneath that. Then uh, I felt bad about that. <laughs> and so I later hmm. deleted that comment. But I was like, I feel like the point's still valid. <laughs> So I messaged the company because I'm a piece of shit. I'm a, I'm a shitty human being. And I was like, hey, I'm really sorry about earlier. But the point I was trying to make in an incredibly mean-spirited way, again, sorry about that, was that you only have 45-ish characters to hook a potential client. And as such, have to write something so compelling in the verse of 45 characters that potential clients feel a compulsion to click the ad to learn more. Starting with the math of how we've helped wedding photographers isn't a strong start. There's nothing that draws anyone in to want to read more. The math as laid out in your ad is something to be proud of and want to brag about, but at the top of the ad, as the hook for the ad, it's not very intriguing to just say the word math in all capital letters. In parentheses, unless some jerk like me runs across it while in a bad mood and decides to be a jerk about it. I love that your like, <laughs> response was both polite yet asshole and it kept circling those two wagons you were like i am an asshole but this is what i said but i'm sorry i'm so sorry like a canadian asshole like you're like i'm sorry i'm sorry but your ad's piece of shit i'm sorry that it's a piece of shit like i'd love for you to hire me and make it better but i would never i would never work for you i'm sorry that i would never work for you but it's just <laughs> that's it's, what that it's, was it's like. from one of those companies that's like we're gonna teach you how to do facebook ads and their facebook ads are so bad like the whole thing is like here are Did they write you back no that's absolutely all I not oh, i'm surprised damn. they haven't blocked me yet from their page that's what i would have done i would have been like and block this asshole because that's what i was being and i am ashamed but also but also it was a little bit funny so is it my Facebook? It was ad your company? Facebook ad. You're like, let oh, me teach you how to real estate this photography. Their messages. I don't monitor messages. Oh yeah. So I lost my mind. You're putting the art in your home. I I lost my mind because I have been seeing so many of these ads from wedding photography companies, and they're all so bad, and they all. That's 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 the reason why I found that video Josh Withers shared that you talked about earlier um, from Jamie Schneider to be so Amazing. funny because it hit on so many of the things that I see, which is like, here's me smiling in a wide brimmed hat. Now, <laughs> let me tell you about how to do wedding photography. Now, let me sell you my presets. Now, let me sell you my brushes. And it's just like. You look at these uh, things. Yeah, and his examples were so you, bad that it was like He did comical. that on purpose. The I, whole thing was supposed to be oh, comical, obviously. Dustin. Did you not understand it was I comical? Call this one, I call this one golden hour, and it's like the photo's yellow. And he's like, isn't it just so golden? Yes. Um, so we will include a link to this because Dustin's referenced it so many times in detail. You were referencing I did. I brought it up, too. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Give it to me. My favorite one. I worked so long on this. Ones. I used several of your pictures. Give it to me. Click my, this link. One of my, my favorite ones was, let me explain to you why I charge what I charge and explain it in detail with the 
expenses of running a business like every other business out there. But how, somehow I'm special. <laughs> oh gosh, I have not checked our uh, our our Facebook live feed in a while, and um, Ken Kenzie has a question. And uh, Ulysses just said we all know who it is in reference to. <laughs> I don't know who it is, Ulysses. Ulysses only knows because I specifically <laughs> I specifically texted him to tell him how ashamed I was of the way I acted, but also kind of proud. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Me. I'm because because I was saving it for the show with you, Dustin. Saving it. See, Ulysses, you and Steve have a special relationship because you get live <laughs> events as they happen in Steve's life. I have to wait to once a week because if I he likes my you know, interpret interpretation of his happenings to be authentic, the real deal for the listeners. I'm like the Truman show for Steve. Oh, wow. So, uh, in, in the Facebook live feed, uh, Rachel Blankenship says she's been getting a lot of Instagram spat spam recently as well. The last one was someone that wanted to be a sugar daddy. So mm, weird. Mm, mm. And Rachel says her friend suggested in the taking the $2,000 first and then reporting him. Notice she's wearing a wide-brimmed hat in her profile picture. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. Oh, and uh, Kenzie said in response to my rant earlier that um, it sounds like Steve needs weed. Kenzie asks, less of a question, more of a thought. I hate how casual rescheduling a wedding has become. In March and April, I would go full panic when I was getting these emails from couples. 2020 is so weird. Yes, I would agree, Kenzie. Now you get an email or a text or a call from a couple and... Um, and you're just like, oh, you're looking to reschedule? Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you want to reschedule? Rescheduling's like pizza on a Tuesday. Right? Pizza See? on a Tuesday? Was this a thing? Tuesdays are for tacos, Dustin. Oh, shit. I knew I was screwing my life up. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's pizza just, tacos? it's just, it's Taco just, pizza. it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just like you don't care about tacos and... I want you to know that I care tacos for about dinner. tacos. I had tacos for dinner. And it's like, and it's, it's Tuesday. Like, it's like, it's like, it's I like, it's like, it's like, Tuesday. it's like, it's like you don't take tacos as seriously as me. And that's hurting our relationship. Just so you know, these are just feelings, but I just need to get them out there. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've been telling couples, Kenzie, when they call to reschedule is let's, Taco about it. <laughs> I have to clean my screen, you asshole. Why would you do that to me? Why would you do waited, that to I me? I waited. Timing is perfect. I watched that sphere all over. Uh, Dustin waited until I was taking like the last drink of my Alpha King and then just, oh, terrible pun and to me. And I was like, let's taco about it. Ooh, okay. Uh, if we could get back to what Mike Harding was asking about it, people purchasing photography education products, I would say based on the very, very large uptick in ads for those educational products right now, mm -hmm. I don't think they're doing mm -hmm. well. I think most people invest heavily into ads when they feel like, oh, I need to make something happen. That's how I feel. 
Um, so I guess that's why you will never see an ad from the wedding photo hangover. That is incorrect. You will have we doing we. You will have seen ads from the wedding photo hangover, most certainly. There's probably an ad from the wedding photo hangover running right now. Anyway, um, our response on Facebook to Mike Harding's initial question about is anyone purchasing photography education and products was this, Dustin. I don't know if you are uh, familiar with with what our response was. Our, wait, did do you read what I write or no? Do you want to read what I wrote? I write what you, I, okay. I write what you read. I, I said, uh, I certainly see a lot more advertisements on Facebook for photography education products more than I have ever seen before. Don't know if that means there are more people buying, though. Here on the podcast, I can tell you, I feel like it means people aren't buying. That's just me, though. Um, as a less than educational product here at WPH, I can say there are less people interested in a podcast that's all about making jokes about photography. Apparently, when people's livelihoods are crumbling, they don't want to hear other people make irreverent jokes about said livelihood. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> are, we, are we in the wrong business right now? Ronald from a random Facebook group says, for those of you who shoot weddings... Do you change you prices in the name of COVID-19? Yeah, we've already discussed this. We have COVID pricing where we charge more. Yeah. Our COVID, who aren't in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Dot com. Um, but yeah, so when a bride inquires, you ask, um, are you getting married during COVID? And they're like, well, is there going to be a post-COVID? And you're like, exactly. Here are COVID prices. And you just slide them through the email box because we can't personally see each other. <laughs> oh, Natasha from a random Facebook group says, guys, I, I don't care about that question. So I'm moving on. Guys, I have a problem. A bride from a year ago contacted me recently asking if I can resend her wedding pics because she didn't download them. It's my first wedding ever. It was dirt cheap. I deleted the Pixie Set link a couple months ago, and for some reason the photos aren't in my drive anymore. What do I tell her? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sucks uh, to be you. <laughs> Thanks for the money. Um, so I went to the cloud. And apparently the cloud had rained out your photos, and uh, I don't know how to—I don't know how to tell you this, but the cloud is not as cloud-like as one might think. It's a bit porous. It sounds incredibly cloud-like. You just said it rained out the photos. <laughs> this is exactly what I would expect and from a real gone. cloud. <laughs> now they're gone. I'm so sorry. Uh, I hope you got the album I sent you. The weight you. of Goodbye. photos is actually greater than the weight of water, so I would expect the cloud to be raining these. Tiffany from a random Facebook group says, so my husband and I got some photos done this weekend. Looks like she took the smooth filter a little too far. How do I nicely tell my friend, who's also a photographer, that I hate this smooth filtering? The photos of just the kids don't have the same weird smoothing going on. Why does mine look so awful? This has been your smooth friend, Tiffany. 
That was a very smooth <laughs> voice there, Mr. Uh, smooth Van Elk. Um, Tiffany, this is really easy. Your friend thinks you're ugly. Um, that's pretty much what it comes down to. You should have worn more makeup. Um, you wrinkly old prune, Tiffany. Jeez. <laughs> have you heard of airbrushing, uh, or, Tiffany? Or Tiffany, per- perhaps, perhaps you are just a smooth operator and you're just baby soft and it took these photos for you to realize just how smooth you are Um, tiffany but yeah hey tiffany it's me your friend smooth steve and i just gotta say i don't see anything wrong with uh looking a little smooth if you know what i'm saying yeah i i get mad when the photographer doesn't smooth all of this Mm -hmm. out I took a selfie yeah. of myself That's the other why day. That's invented portrait mode. <laughs> I took a selfie of myself the other day, and it was just all wrinkles all over the place. I was like, Jen, what's going on? And she's like, you're old. And she's like, and she's like Steve, that's your belly. Typically, you take the picture up here. And I was like, but my arms, I can't get my phone up there. Oh. Um, yeah. um, um, one more? Do one more? TJ for TJ. random Facebook group. You got this one? <clears throat> oh, Stephen, I have this one for sure. TJ from the randomest of Facebook groups ask the following question. What do you do if another photographer tells your client they don't like how their images were edited by the original photographer and then asks the client to send said images to them for re-editing? Ah, oh, TJ, that's Discuss. simple. Um, you send a cease and desist to the other photographer who's trying to edit your photos, and if they don't cease and desist editing your photos, then you sue them because uh, they are in breach of your copyright. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fantastic, mm-hmm. TJ. This sounds like a real moneymaker for you, actually, because this is a real open and shut case. Yeah. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> was there anything you wanted to add to that um also like maybe like maybe edit better tj <laughs> like maybe just edit better like i don't know just smooth their skin out a little bit more just a little more butter in the filter tj butter filter tj it's steven dustin here to talk to you about smoothing your edits out hey that's why tj we're starting the editing company called Smooth Thanks for listening Edits. to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is at Dustin underscore McGibbon. And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover Babies. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight. Your limbs feel like dead and weight. And your entire being aches entire for the sweet embrace sweet. of death. That's right. Embrace next week death. after you shoot... Another wedding. Nope. Nope. No weddings. No weddings.
God, wedding's out my ass this maybe, year. There's just not paying as well as usual. Party? Maybe a birthday party? I've got a lot of dinner parties that are going to end up being weddings <laughs> this year. <laughs> my life. I'm only shooting dinner parties. It's just weird. I show up. Everyone's like dressed really nice, and there's like a head table, and they're so honoring, and then someone gets married. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Oh, thanks, Steve. Oh, Love you, bye. Uh, d- doesn't wait, 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 yeah, wait. What, what, what? Come back, come back. What a good baby. Just slammed, just busy, just working <laughs> a million hours a day. Getting slammed. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Having a baby after all. Gotta, yeah. Uh, how many? How, how, how many do, days? Do how many days till that baby <laughs> comes? Uh, I don't know. A couple weeks. Couple weeks. <gasps> Could it be? Could the baby be born on my birthday? <laughs> Not that soon. Oh, so like a month away at least. Isn't it like yeah. October, the due date? Uh, I think, no. Well, it it was like first week of October. And then um, the OB a couple days ago was like, I think we're going to do this early. And so... We were like, no, all natural, have baby when baby's ready. And then we calmed down and we were like, okay, the OB is like a professional and they do this for a living. And we weighed the pros and cons and made a list like rational human beings. And we're like, okay, it might be kind of nice to know when the baby's coming, being that I have two weddings the weekend the baby's due. Mm -hmm. What weekend is that? The babies do. Yeah. You should know you have uh, a double that, header that weekend. Yes. Uh, the baby's due date is the 28th of September. And I have a wedding 25th and 26th. Mm-hmm. And so we are going, upon talking to the doctor this week, we are going to, I think, induce on the 20th or 21st of September. Mm-hmm. Probably go in on the 20th and then hopefully have the baby on the 21st. Baby timing. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So about a month out. Yeah. This has been the McKibben baby watch. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> this is a brand new podcast we're starting called McKibben baby watch. Who wants to put money on the day? Uh, I call the 21st. Rachel Blankenship guesses September 19th. Hey, better not be. I have a wedding out of town that day. <laughs> I, I'm guessing... Karina is not allowed to leave the bed. I'm guessing August 29th. <laughs> Just like a full month. Just, I, I, don't, I have a wedding that day, too, out of town. I don't know why I'd say August 29th. It's just so crazy. It's a dark day. Yeah. Typically, we turn all the lights off in our house on August 29th, and uh, we don't talk to another human being. And um, that's how we honor you, Steve. <laughs> oh, that feels so honoring. It honors my dark heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, hey, I just got new Instagram spam. It says, hi, join our activity chat. I think we should call it quits. Have a great night, Dustin. And join me when Wait, I Steve, join that Instagram what, Steve, chat. what have you been up to? Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, dude. 
I'm just over here freaking out about having a baby and how I'm going to survive the fall. And uh, yeah, mm, mm, what, mm. What, what do it's you kind of similar. It's kind of similar. So like you're freaking out about having a baby and I'm freaking out because for our anniversary the other day, which bad mm, timing happy anniversary, by the way, bad timing on this whole thing. Uh, talking about our anniversary right bad timing on our Our anniversary to to have released our first episode the day after jen and i's anniversary basically (laughs) guarantees we will never do anything for the anniversary of this show coming into existence what are you talking about i mean you're right it guarantees i'll never do anything with my wife for anniversary because i'll be so focused on the show in this relationship yeah Yeah. that's why we're recording this the day after our anniversary and not in advance of the anniversary yeah um (laughs) But Jen bought me uh, a variety of like special salts and peppers, and she also bought me um, to rub on your body. No, for cooking. Uh, she also no. bought me oh, um, cooking. Yeah, That's what you she do bought with that. me um, olive oils um, that are like uh, infused with garlic and truffle and Tuscan herbs. And oh, dude, I busted the Tuscan herb one open last night when I was making some mahi mahi mm. and some roasted vegetables. Oh. It smelled amazing. It cooked amazing. Today, I busted open the olive oil that was infused with garlic while I was making some Show hash. me how you bust these open just, real quick. I'm just trying to vision. It's, it's like this. Yeah, uh-huh. you just got to you pull the cap off oh, and put it back garlic. on. Yeah, Garlic. Yeah, it, you, okay. you pull the cap off and then it sprays all over okay. the place. It's uh, one stroke and done. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one, just a dash, yeah. just a dash. So the olive oil and truffle one that I used today for uh, a hash that I was making, it just, it filled the entire house with like this decadent, rich truffle olive oil smell. Fantastic. Um, Jen was all like, I don't think I did a good job with your gifts for our anniversary. And I was like, you've done the best job ever. I'm going to love these for the rest of however long it takes me to use them up. But Oh my gosh, dude. They smell and they taste so good. And they make the food so much better. Uh, I'd never even considered getting olive oils that are like infused with other things. So, man, good stuff. Never even considered olive oil. (laughs) What are you using when you cook? Uh, We live in Indiana, Steve. We just use butter. The lard of a sperm whale, I believe, is uh, what we use. Uh, I, the sperm of a sperm whale works, too. <laughs> it's a little stickier than the lard, but, you know. <laughs> oh, well, on is that it, note, is it, I know from experience. Goes down just as <laughs> wow. Uh, good night, Dustin. And good night, all of your listeners. And I hope you enjoy that visual Dustin just gave you of him chugging sperm whale's semen. So, yum, 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 yum. And that's going to do it to start our third year as the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. (laughs) Night, bud. Good night. Good night. Good night, Steve. Let's talk about it. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!